Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually once again with our scorekeeper, Carter Zenke. Carter, how are you today? I'm great as always. Um, it's been, yeah, wonderful week. Happy to be back. Yeah, we're always happy to have you here. Uh, we have two new contestants today. Uh, first, we have Madeline. Hello, everyone. I'm Madeline, and I'm happy to be here. Uh, trivia games are always my favorite at family game night, so we'll see if I remember anything from them. Oh, perfect. You've come to the right place. Oh, well, thank you for being here, Madeline. And we also have Andrea. Hi, I'm Andrea. I haven't been the best at trivia, but I'm happy to be here, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're always happy to have anybody who's willing to be on uh, the show. So thank you, Andrea and Madeline, for being here this morning. As with all of our regular episodes, we'll have five rounds of five rounds, gosh, four rounds of questions. You'd think after 83 episodes, I'd know how this show works. Um, we'll have four rounds of questions today, each with a slightly different format. And so without further ado, Carter will explain the rules for round one. Well, round one is our first of four rounds. Um, and round one will be a multiple choice round. We'll each get five questions, uh, multiple choice questions here with 10 points each if you get them right. So just guess the right answer and you'll get those 10 points. As I was running through something in my head this morning in the shower, um, I, in my head, I said, now it's time for act three, um, which is just totally wrong. Anyway, uh, Madeline, you're up first. Are you ready? I think so. Okay, here we go. Question one, the so-called lemon laws do not actually regulate fruit, but rather were written to combat defects in what industry? A, furniture, B, automotive, or C, shoes? Hmm. Lemon laws. Um, I'm gonna say furniture. Um, no, it's actually the automotive in oh. industry. Yeah. If uh, if somebody says you have a lemon, that's probably referring to uh, your car that yeah. has significant defects. I've um, had one of those before, so I ah, should have known that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, the movie um, Cars Two. This is a bit of a deep cut. It's the only part of Cars Two that I remember. But Cars Two talks about lemons. That's how I learned the term back when I was much younger. Anyway, question two. The Iditarod is an annual dog sled race in which competitors race across Alaska from Anchorage to what city? A, Nome, B, Fairbanks, or C, Bethel? They go to Nome. That is correct. The race is 938 miles long and has been run since 1973. It was established on the route that dog mushers used to deliver a diphtheria antitoxin to Alaskan natives in the Nome area who were experiencing a diphtheria e epidemic in 1925. Yeah. It actually, fun fact, started in Seward and went to Nome. Um, and then they changed the port to Anchorage for the, because it's better for people to come and watch to get to Anchorage than Seward now. Oh, interesting. Oh, good to know. <laughs> Question three. Elizabeth Claude Jacquette de la Guerre, Francois Couperin, Domenico Scarlatti and Johann Sebastian Bach are notable composers who wrote many works for what keyboard instrument? A, the piano, B, the celeste, or C, the harpsichord? Uh, C, the harpsichord. That's correct. Neither of the other two instruments existed in the Baroque period, which is when those composers lived. Question four. The acoustical change that occurs in the passaggio for all singers is necessary because of what? A, inertance, B, formant tuning, or C, destructive interference. Uh, is this the primo or the, uh, <laughs> which passaggio? Um, we'll, we'll say the uh, secondo passaggio for AMAB singers and the primo passaggio for, well, I mean, 
I've, I'm thinking of the secondo passaggio for, for um, us, me, AMAP. But it, it's what occurs around D4. That's what I'm, yeah. But we're just talking about the acoustical change here, not any physiological change for, okay, okay. for AFAP. <laughs> I'm sorry, I should have been more specific. Yeah, geez, Matthew, we only have a text <laughs> on it. And... <laughs> Yeah, can I have the answers again? Sorry. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, A, inertance. B, formant tuning. Or C, destructive interference. Uh, C, destructive interference. That is correct. Yeah, because you got to line up those standing waves yes. correctly. Anyway, question five. Which of the following amendments in the Bill of Rights provides protections against illegal search and seizure? A, the Fourth Amendment. B, the Fifth, fifth Amendment. Or C, the Sixth Amendment. Oh shoot. Hmm. I know it's pretty early on because it was one of the like original ones they kinda put in place against the British so they couldn't come in and take their stuff. I'm gonna say four. That is correct. It sets parameters for searches by law enforcement. Warrants must be issued by judges and justified by probable cause. All righty, Andrea, are you ready? Yes. Okay, there we go. Question one. Which of the following states includes part of the Ozark Mountains? A, Tennessee, B, Arkansas, or C, Mississippi? B, Arkansas? That is correct. The Ozarks are located primarily in northern Arkansas and southern Missouri. Question two. Symbols such as upside-down A and upside-down E are commonly used in what branch of philosophy? A, formal logic, B, metaphysics, or C, ethics? And you perhaps will not be surprised to learn that this is a Mason question, because this is not my area of expertise. <laughs> so, yeah. oh. upside down A and upside down E. Um, could you say the, the answers one more time, please? Yeah. Formal logic, B, uh, uh, that's A. B is metaphysics, and C is ethics. B, metaphysics. Um, it's actually formal logic. Uh, in, <laughs> in formal logic, upside down A, um, also referred to as the universal constant, indicates the word all in the syntax, and upside down E, also known as the existential constant, stands in for sum of. So just there you go. Own, it'll just be written like the upside down E in between sentences? Uh, evidently. Um, I didn't know any of this until my brother sent me this Never question yesterday that. afternoon. So. You're going to have to ask him. Uh, I'll, I'll ask him this afternoon when I see him, in fact. Um, so, yeah, I had to text him and be like, how do I pronounce these, these <laughs> symbols? Anyway, question three. Given that A4 has a frequency of 440 hertz, what pitch would have a frequency of 660 hertz? A, C sharp 5, B, E5, or C, A5? Uh, uh, what was B? Sorry. E, five. Yeah. So we're going from 440 to 660. B. That is correct. You multiply a, um, a pitch's frequency by three over two in order to get the frequency of the pitch one-fifth higher. Uh, Carter got a, uh, a frequency question uh, two weeks ago when he had to stand in for uh, a contestant. So we're, we're continuing to teach you about uh, pitch frequency, Carter. The more uh, you know. Yeah. That's great. Question four. What Mormon leader was assassinated while running for president in 1844? A, Joseph Smith, 
B, John D. Lee, or C, Brigham Young? While running for president? Mm-hmm. Among other things. Uh, B. Uh, no, actually, it was Joseph Smith. Uh, he was a declared presidential candidate in 1844. Um, he and his brother Hiram oh, were- president of the United States? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> wow, I should know that. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh my he, gosh. Yeah, okay. he, and, he and his brother Hiram were killed by an angry mob in Carthage, Illinois on June 27th, 1844. Smith was the very oh. first presidential candidate to be assassinated. Oh my goodness, but he was already president of the church. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I should have I should have okay. specified U.S. president. Um, You're good. But yeah, I should have no. done that. So, cool. <laughs> yeah, this is Joseph Smith. Um, more on the election of 1844 later on this episode, um, just as a little preview. Um, okay. Question five. What state song of Colorado was released 50 years ago this month? Last month. Last month. Sorry. Last month. Um, a, Colorado Girl. B, where the Columbines grow, or C, Rocky Mountain High. 50 years ago? Yep, 50 years ago, so 1972. You see? That is correct. The song by John Denver was released on October 30th, 1972, and it became an official state song of Colorado in 2007. Well, that's the end of round one. So, Carter, can you please tell, uh, give us a score update? We have Madeline at 40 and Andrea at 30. Wonderful. Uh, it is now time for round two. So Carter, can you please tell us the rules? Yes. Uh, in round two, you'll each get open-ended questions, five of them to be exact, on the same topic. Questions here are worth 20 points each. If you go in wrong, your opponent can answer for 10 points. Alrighty. Well, so for this round two category, as um, frequent listeners to this podcast will know, um, anytime a presidential birthday pops up, of course, um, I have to ask questions about that president. And there's actually nobody who was born on November 9th. However, there was somebody who was born on November 2nd, which was last Wednesday, which we skipped. Um, and so you uh, both are going to get five questions about President James K. Polk. Um, I promise that they're somewhat gettable. Um, yeah. So, uh, Madeline, you are up first. Are you ready? We'll see. I okay. Can't know. Can't say that I actually know the name of that president. So. <laughs> okay. Well, here we go. <laughs> Question one: Polk attended what institution in North Carolina, the oldest university in the state? North Carolina. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of what are the oldest universities I know, and I'm realizing I don't really know where, like, institutional. <laughs> Colleges are. Um, yeah. I'm just going to say Harvard. In North Carolina. Yeah. Well. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> that's, that's not correct. Um, <laughs> um, Andrea, we're going for a university in North Carolina. Duke? Um, no, sadly not Duke. Uh, this is the school down the road in Chapel Hill, University of North Carolina. Sorry, Carter. Um, he, uh, he graduated there in uh, 1818. Question two. Uh, despite being born and educated in North Carolina, Polk was the governor of what state in which he spent his entire adult life? Um, where did he, sorry, where did he, was a governor for most of his yeah. adult life? Yeah. Um, let's see. 
Well, if he went to school in North Carolina, I'm going to say that he was the governor of North Carolina. No, 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 no. Despite being born and educated in North Carolina, Polk was governor of what state? Got you. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Virginia. Uh, No, not Virginia. Uh, Andrea? He's from North Carolina, right? Mm -hmm. From North Carolina. Kentucky. (laughs) Uh, No, uh, close though. Um, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. a home where Polk lived in his young adult years still stands in Columbia, Tennessee. The Polks' Nashville mansion, Polk Place, was demolished in 1901. Question three. As Polk was ascending in Tennessee politics, what president, nicknamed Old Hickory, dominated the state's political scene? What was the year again? Um, so, well, okay, I'll, I'll tell you that this, this guy was president 1829 to 1837. His nickname was Old Hickory, and he dominated Tennessee politics. It's somebody you've heard of. <laughs> hmm. uh, I know this isn't right, but I, I'm, I'm spacing on all presidents we've ever had. And I'm just going to say John Adams. Uh, no, not John Adams. Andrea? Andrew Jackson. It was Andrew Jackson. Yep. Uh, before becoming president, Jackson represented Tennessee in both houses of Congress and also sat on the state's Supreme Court. Question four. Polk is the only U.S. president who previously held what position, which is second in line after the vice president in the presidential line of succession? Is that the secretary? Um, No. Uh, Andrea? Speaker of the House. The Speaker of the House, yes. (laughs) Yep. Um, Yeah, Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives. (laughs) Yeah, um, he was Speaker from 1835 to 1839. So there you go. Um, And finally, question five. In the 1844 presidential election, Polk defeated Whig Party nominee Henry Clay, who was a former senator from what state? Uh, Illinois. Uh, no, not Illinois. Andrea? Arkansas. Uh, no, uh, this one is actually Kentucky. Um, <laughs> yeah. Polk won the Electoral College 1870, <laughs> one, sorry, not 1870, 170 to 105. Uh, Henry Clay sought the presidency numerous times and was always unsuccessful. 1844 was the closest that he ever got. All righty. Andrea, um, are you ready for your five questions about Polk? Yes. Okay. Question one. Since Polk was a political protege of Andrew Jackson, what nickname was bestowed upon him? Uh, little protege. (laughs) No. No. Uh, Madeline? Uh, new Hickory. Oh, you're, you're close. You're close. Is it Young Hickory? It's Young Hickory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we can give Madeline half credit on that one. Um, <laughs> that was yeah, my uh, first one. I was like, no, Young sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it is, it is in fact Young Hickory. TSC was Old Hickory. Um, <laughs> as, a, as a fellow Tennessean and the, and the fact that he was a congressman during the entirety of Jackson's presidency, Polk helped promote Jackson's agenda in the legislature. All righty. Matthew, did you mean a half credit on half credit or yeah. just? Half yeah, credit? half credit on half credit. Yeah, thank you. Um, all righty, Andrea, question two. A major issue in the 1844 election was whether or not the U.S. should annex what state? Kentucky. <laughs> uh, no, not Kentucky. <laughs> um, Madeline? 1842 annex. Like become a state? Like was it already a territory? Um, it, it was its own separate nation. Okay. 1844. 1844. 
it's not Alaska. No, because that was. Is is that is that your answer? Uh, yes, Alaska. Yeah, okay, it's not Alaska. Um, <laughs> this is uh, Texas. Um, okay. Yeah, the Republic of Texas had been independent from Mexico since 1836. Polk was staunchly in support of westward expansion and therefore the annexation of Texas. And it was formally annexed by the U.S. on December 29th, 1845. Question three. For the first two years of Polk's term, the U.S. was at war with what country? The first two terms? Oh, sorry. I meant just for two years. For two years, not the first two years. My bad. The first two years of being president? No, I, I misspoke. Um, and actually, I wrote it correctly, and I just didn't say it correctly. Let me say the question again. For two years of Polk's term, the U.S. was at war with what country? Mexico. Yep. Um, the Mexican-American War was fought from 1846 to 1848. Polk's reason for, reasons for going to war are dubious at best. Um, Then-Congressman Abraham Lincoln famously requested that President Polk point to the exact spot where American blood was shed on American soil. In the end, the U.S. gained the vast majority of the southwestern U.S. from the war. Question four. In 1848, during Polk's third year in office, gold was discovered in what state? California? Yep, that's correct. Uh, gold was discovered on January 24th, 1848 by James W. Marshall at Sutter's Mill in Coloma. News of the discovery led 300,000 people to migrate to California. And finally, question five. Polk was succeeded as president by what general who died just over a year into his term? Mm. No idea. Okay. Madeline, do you know? I don't even have a guess. <laughs> what year are we in now? Um, this, is, this is the, uh, the election of 1848. Oh my, a general. This uh, is a bit of a deep cut. Um, I don't mm. think we've had questions about this. Well, I'm, I'm sure I've written questions about him before oh no his birthday popped up last year i think yeah i think i have actually written questions about this president but it is a bit of a deep cut i'm only thinking about civil war generals and that's too late <laughs> yeah it's a little late because he was as, as i said he died um yeah, during his term he would not have been in the civil war yeah um i don't know <laughs> Alrighty, this is uh, zachary taylor was the next president um president taylor died on july 9th 1850 but Polk didn't even live that long. He died June 15th, 1849, just 103 days after leaving office. All righty, that's the end of round two. So Carter, can you please uh, give us a score update? We have Madeline with 45 and Andrea with 90. All righty, now it is time for round three. So Carter, can you please tell us the rules? Yes, round three is a lot like round two, but now you get questions on a variety of topics and questions here are worth 30 points each. So if you get one wrong, your opponent can answer for 15 points. All righty, Madeline, are you ready? Yes. <laughs> okay, question one. What interstate highway runs the length of the West Coast from the Canadian border in Washington to the Mexican border in California? Mm, interstate highway. Uh... And passes through LA. I don't have a car here yet, so I'm going to say, <laughs> is the I-90? Uh, no, not 90. Um, that's only up in, or, the, or it goes east-west, but it ends in Seattle. That's probably where you're thinking of. Um, okay. Andrea? 15. Um, no, this is I-5. Um, uh, is the only interstate highway to have termini at both the Canadian and Mexican borders. 
Yeah, Madeline, as somebody being from Alaska, um, <laughs> it was a little hard to, um, I, I had to think about what I wanted to, what interstate highway question I wanted to give you. So it's okay. Yeah, I have not driven in the contiguous 48. So <laughs> that's fair. All righty, question two. What Alaska congressman won re-election in 1972, despite having disappeared three weeks before the election? Oh, in 19, you say 42? 72. 72. Um, sorry, you said congressman? Yeah, congressman. Oh, my. Um, and his son ended up being governor of Alaska, I think, more recently. So if you can come up with the last name, we'll give it to you. You said governor of Alaska? Oh, sorry. He was he was a senator of, uh, from well. Okay, his son was a senator. Okay. Recently. Uh, oh my! I Sullivan is that the last name? Uh, no, not 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 Sullivan. Um, Andrea, do you happen to know? No. Okay. No. <laughs> um, uh, this is Nick Begich. Uh, his oh, son is Mark Begich. Um, on October sixteenth, nineteen seventy two. Begich and Majority Leader, House Majority Leader Hale Boggs were flying from Anchorage to Juneau when their aircraft disappeared. No trace of the plane or any human remains were ever found. Despite this, Begich won re-election with 56% of the vote on November 7th. Uh, he was declared dead in absentia on December 29th, and his opponent in the election, Don Young, took his spot in Congress. And Young remained Alaska's sole representative in the House until his death earlier this year. Yeah, I just died. Yeah, yeah. okay. There you go. There we have it. Question three. The soundtrack of the 1967 film, The Graduate, features numerous songs by what duo? 1967 duo. Um, oh my gosh. I'm blanking on any, any duo. Um, band that I would know from that era. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Andrea? No clue. <laughs> okay. Uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, um, yeah. Among the duo's songs in the soundtrack are The Sound of Silence and Mrs. Robinson, the latter of which was written uh, specifically for the film. Uh, question four. The Gallic rooster sits atop many of the gates to the um, Elysee Palace, um, the residence of which country's presidents? president? Sorry. Um, yeah. What was the name of the... Um, Elisei. Oh, sorry. That's just totally horribly pronounced on my part. Um, I didn't try to do this ahead of time. Let me think about it for in my head for a second. Elisei. That's, that's what it is. Um, E-L-Y-S-E-E. -E. And the first two E's have... That's the name of the castle? Yeah. The Elisei Palace. I'm sorry. What's the, what's the question now? I think I know. Yeah. Uh, the Gallic Rooster sits atop many of the gates to the Elysee Palace, the residence of which country's president? Which country's president? Oh my gosh, okay. Uh, is it France? It is France. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know why my brain just like completely shut <laughs> off with French pronunciation. Um, yeah, don't tell Jeremy Frank. Anyway, um, uh, finally, question five. What composer wrote the song Widmung for his wife as a wedding present? Robert Schumann. That is correct. He married fellow pianist and composer Clara Wieck in 1840. All righty. Andrea, are you ready for your five questions? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Question one. What interstate highway, which runs for 400 miles in Utah, 
is the primary north-south route through downtown Salt Lake City. This one's I-15. This one is I-15. It's 400 miles in Utah as the highway's longest stretch in any one state. It also passes through Montana, Idaho, Arizona, Nevada, and California. Question two. The action of undoing your last action in a software is commonly bound to what iconic keyboard shortcut? Oh, gosh. Uh, Control Z. That is correct, yes. Control Z or Command Z on Apple products. Question three. What oratorio begins with a prelude called The Representation of Chaos? Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm sorry if you hear excess noise from my end. They're, they're literally doing construction in the house next door on this Saturday morning. Um, Lovely. Yeah. And unfortunately, they couldn't know that, you know, we were taping this highly esteemed podcast next door and they need to be quiet. Anyway. Um, it's something German. Mm-hmm. Um, dang. Dang it, I was just looking at this the other day. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Is it Brahms? It, that's, not, that, that's a composer, and that's not an oratorio. I know. <laughs> I, it's in German. No idea. Yeah. If you gave us the English name, I'd take that too. But nothing. No. Okay. Madeline? Is it Haydn's creation? It is Haydn's creation. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Haydn's oratorio depicts the creation of the world as told in the book of Genesis. And I sang a duet from this oratorio in class yesterday. I just sang the solo. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, Question four. Last week, um, Luis Ignacio Lula da Silva was elected president of what South American nation? Argentina. Not Argentina. Madeline? Brazil? It was Brazil. Um, He previously held uh, the presidency of Brazil from 2003 to 2010. He will succeed uh, Jair Bolsonaro on January 1st, 2023. And finally, question five. The Great Value brand is a generic product, product brand that can only be found in the stores of what retailer? who also produces the brand. The brand is called Great Value. And it's found in what store? It's found in one store? Or what store? What, what like, retailer? Walmart? And it's found in Walmart. I didn't, I honestly didn't know this. This was an amazing question. Um, you'd think I would have known that since I spent an inordinate amount of time in the Walmart in Rogers, Arkansas this summer. But um, yes, it was in fact... There you go. Well, that's the end of round three. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? We have Madeline at 135 and Andrea at 180. Okay, now it is time for round four. So, Carter, can you please tell us the rules? Well, in round four, you'll each get the same three questions. It's known as our showdown, where questions here are worth 40 points each. If you get them right, you'll get those 40 points, and we'll ask you to reveal your answers at about the same time. All righty, Madeline, Andrea, are we ready? Let me find paper. I guess I can use my phone, but I won't. Yeah, you I can use your phone. That's fine. 
That's fine. Alrighty. Here we go. Question one. New Orleans's airport is named for what jazz trumpeter? Alrighty, Madeline, what is your answer? I'm going to say Louis Armstrong. Andrea? That is, in fact, correct. It was Louis Armstrong. Uh, it is the second lowest flying international airport in the world in terms of elevation after Amsterdam's Schiphol Airport. There you go. Uh, question two. Members of what rock band were deported from Germany in 1960? Deported? Of what deported, band? yeah. Were they um, residents of Germany? Like they were, were, they were just um, in Germany? Like well, they, they, were, they were just in Germany. They had a residency okay. in Germany at the time. What was the year again? 1960. Okay. Do we have answers, Madeline? Yeah, I'm going to say the Beatles. Okay. Andrea? Okay. I don't have an answer. All righty. Um, it was, in fact, the Beatles. Um, George Harrison was deported for being underage at nightclubs. He was only 17 at the time. And Paul McCartney <laughs> and, and Pete Best, who was the drummer before Ringo Starr, uh, were departed, or deported for attempted arson. So there you wow. go. Yeah, and this was obviously very early on in the bands. Wild um, out in yeah, but yeah, fun fact. Yeah, deported from Germany. They they had been in Hamburg, where they had a residency. So there you go. And finally, question three: What? Oh, well, so we're really really close in score now. I see. Um, question three: What multinational hotel chain planned to build an American history themed theme park? in the Washington, D.C. area. You said it's a chain. Mm-hmm. All righty. Do we have answers? Madeline? Yeah, I'm going to say the Marriott. Okay. Andrea? You are both <laughs> correct. You are both correct. It was Marriott. Um, there were proposals to build Marriott's Great America Park on several sites in Maryland and Virginia, but local opposition prevented it from ever being built. So In there fact, you go. I sang with Nancy Marriott at um, a summer program like three years ago. Oh, wow. She's a very nice old lady who funded the program. And oh. she sang Never Walk Alone from Carousel. <laughs> I sang with her last year, too. Really? <laughs> so weird. She like funded half of my, my undergrad school. <laughs> Yay. It, the, the Marriott's um, are from Utah. Um, and there's a there's a city in, near Ogden. I found out yesterday called I think Marriott Center. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they have a home in Fairbanks where my school had a summer program. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, Crazy. <laughs> well, I didn't realize that question would be so easy for the two of you, um, but apparently, wow. Okay. Uh, but no, good job. Good job. Yeah, it was Marriott. Well, that's the end of the game. So Carter, can you please give us the final score? We have as close of a game as we can possibly have with Madeline at 205 points and Andrea at 260 points. Oh, well, this was an excellent match back and forth the whole way. Well done, Andrea. You have won. Uh, do you have anything that you would like to say? No. <laughs> My brain is melted. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, that's, what we, that's what we aim to do here is to melt the brains of our contestants. 
send them out to have a good Saturday without mm -hmm. um, any brain power. Um, but uh, well, well done, uh, Andrea. Uh, and Madeline, too. It was a very, very good game. Madeline is the best. No. Maybe we're going to do a little more research on American presidents, man. When you, you rated I yourself so highly on American history, I thought, oh, well, I can, well, I'm, I'm I might be able to get away with it. More about the wars and such, less about the presidents. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But well done, Andrea, on the, the Polk questions. Um, so anyway, uh, that's the end of the game. Uh, thank you, Madeline and Andrea, for being on our show today, as well as Carter Zanke for being our scorekeeper and Mason Cook for composing the music. Today's questions were written by Mason Cook and yours truly. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform uh, and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. And check out our Facebook and Instagram pages, uh, as well as our Twitter account, also at Trivia Over Tea. And feel free to message us on any of these platforms if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. And tune in next week, when, or not next week, in two weeks' time, we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. So thank you. We will see you in two weeks. Bye.